Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? Hello, friends. I did like I promised. We came on the road. And we are on the road, traveling the United States, interviewing the best guests ever. And with me today, I have Christy Wright. Christy, thank you for joining us on our show. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks for having me. Now, friends, this is a part two. So I want you to go back to part one, listen in, listen to some of the things that we talked about. Christy wrote an amazing book called Take Back Your Time, The Guilt-Free Guide to Life Balance. But let me introduce you to Christy. Christy is a number one national best-selling author and inspiring personal development speaker. She is the host of The Christy Wright Show, which is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Christy has spoken to thousands across the country at women's conferences, Fortune 500 companies, and her own sold-out live events. Her first book, Business Boutique, A Woman's Guide for Making Money Doing What She Loves. Isn't that nice, ladies, to make money doing what you love? Has sold her over 200,000 copies in all formats. And now her book is coming out and it's called Take Back Your Time, The Guilt-Free Guide to Life Balance. Christy, welcome. And when is your book going to be released? Yes. Well, thank you for having me again. Uh, September 14th, it launches for real September 14th. So we're so excited. It's right around the corner. And where can our friends find it? Yes. Thank you. ChristyWright.com slash balance, or of course, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that good stuff. You know, you guys were so kind to send me the book ahead of time uh, in digital format so I could read it. And it's one of those things that you can't put this book down, friends. Like, <laughs> I love hearing oh, that. You know, I'm like, oh, I see myself in this page or I see myself in this page or I get what you're talking about. Take back your life. And ladies, I'm encouraging you to do the same. There is no more excuses. I don't want to be talking to you on the phone and have you say, man, should my life is crazy right now. I can't handle all the pressure. There's too much stuff going on because Christy has some wise, well-spoken tips for each and every one of us. So let's get into it. Thank you again, Christy. Yes, absolutely. Um, with women, my problem is, okay, just for an example, I, I might go and get a facial or uh, get my nails done or something. And I just, that time is for me. And I want to sit there and just relax and not think about anything. And then instead, what happens is that my mind starts to go into all the different places of things I have to do. And what I really appreciate in your book is that you talked about mindfulness. Would you share a little bit about that? Yes. And what's interesting, I'm glad you asked about it because that term can ruffle some feathers in the Christian world because they'd start to think, oh, like this word is rooted in Eastern religions and you're getting all woo-woo on me. No, no, no. Here's what the definition is. It's simply being present in the moment. And we know we need to be present. Oh, yeah, 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 should be present. But let's talk about this because there's some really fascinating research that I cite in the book. Research from Harvard shows That when we are present in the moment where your mind is where your body is, as simple as that sounds, overall, we're happier. And the opposite is also true. When our mind wanders, we are unhappy, regardless of the activity that you're doing. But what's so interesting, Shug, is in our world of being connected 24-7, we have a device in our pocket screaming our name 24-7. We've got social media. We're scrolling. 
and many people I'm sure have seen the research that there is a direct correlation between social media use and depression. So you take that into consideration. You also take into consideration we have a mind that wanders all the time. It's 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 one it's checklist, to-do list, I need to be doing this and worrying about this and so on. Well, we're almost never present in our body. Our mind is almost always somewhere that our body isn't. And so when we understand the research behind this, but then also understand that we have control over this, now it's going to take some practice, like we talked about last time. But if you can work on this, practice this to bring your mind back to your body, where you just simply ask yourself, what's right in front of me? What's right in front of me? What's right in front of me? That's always what you should be focusing on. What's so interesting is that you literally feel more alive. Mm. And I know this sounds crazy, but as I've started practicing this really intentionally over the last year specifically, like you notice sights and sounds and, and your senses are heightened and you notice smells and textures and, and you, you feel more at home in your body as weird as that sounds, but we have no idea how disconnected we are from our body because we're just always thinking about a million things that have nothing to do with where we are. So the way that I say it in the book is be where your feet are, wherever you are, be there. But what's interesting is when you do this, when you practice being present and bring back your wandering thoughts to what's going on right in front of you, not only are you happier, you're shaking the guilt because you're no longer focused on where you're not. When you're at work, you're not thinking about your kids. When you're at home, you're not thinking about work. Be where your feet are and watch how that guilt Be uh, where your feet are. Okay, that's what I missed. Be, B-E, be where your feet are. I love that. Can you give us an example, a recent one of where you've had to do that? Oh, yes. It's an ongoing process. I will tell you one of the things that I've started doing as silly as it sounds, when I leave the house, like in the morning, I literally flip a switch in my brain. I go, okay, we're switching into work mode. So I will mentally kind of go switch the, you know, flip the switch. I'm going to think about work, go to work, be at work. And then the same when I come home, I'm going to flip a switch and be with my kids. I even take it so far, I talk about this in the book, but to put my phone in a box, out of sight, out of mind, so I'm not tempted to look at it because I want to be present with my kids. But anytime you do this, so last weekend, I let's use an example of fun stuff. It's not even just work stuff. Let's use fun. Last weekend, I was in a wedding. I was a bridesmaid for one of my very best girlfriends. She's the, the last one in our group to get married. And I was so excited about this. And at the same time, I'm giving up a weekend with my kids, right? Because I worked in the week. So this is kind of family time on the weekend. So I, we were at a hotel. We were away. We got childcare. We were away. Well, if we're not careful, we always focus on where we're not. So when we're at work, we think about our kids. When we're at home, we think about work and we're always focused on where we're not. So we always feel guilty. That is you so might true. A, but you might be at a wedding and think, oh my gosh, my kids are, are playing and they're having fun and we're not getting to do like our normal Friday night pizza and I'm a bad mom and I'm not there and I'm also going to be gone next week and uh, like thinking about them. Then I would miss this magical moment of my best friend getting married. But instead I flipped a switch. I was like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here all in this weekend. I was there for every single moment of getting our hair done and the photos and the laughter and the wine and the dancing and the father-daughter dancing and the prayers. And the I soaked in every moment where I was and I didn't think about my kids at all. Mm. And then when I went home, I didn't think about that wedding. And I was able to catch up with my kids and hear about their weekend and hear everything that they got into. So it, it is truly an intentional practice of saying, I'm going to look through the front windshield of what I'm going to Instead of the rearview mirror of what I'm leaving behind, the way my friend Tony used to say it is, I'm always driving to somewhere that I love. When I'm driving to work, I'm driving to something that I love. When I'm driving home, I'm driving to somewhere that I love. What I love about his perspective 
is he was focused on what he was going to, not what he was leaving behind. And if we, women especially, can practice bringing our mind back to our body, be where your feet are, wherever you are, be all there, and flip a switch to focus on what is in front of you, you will feel more alive, you will experience the moment you're in, you'll enjoy it more, and you'll shake the guilt for all the things you're not doing. Because if we're not careful, we're going to spend our entire lives focused on where we're not, and we're going to miss the very moment that we're in. We're going to look back with regret because we missed those moments while we were in them. So I want to help you bring your brain back to your body so that you can actually experience those moments while they're happening. You know, and that's a really good point. I loved what you said that we have to practice this. This is a a habitual thing. And when you catch yourself, because we all drift, we all think about work or to-do lists. I mean, women are like that. We're multitasker. Is that a word? Taskers. Yes. I I don't even know. I don't even, John, is that a real word? You were very close, Shug. Taskers. You got it. (laughs) And who is Paul anyway? Did he join our show? (laughs) That's what slipped out of my mouth. I said, Paul. But what I want to bring the point to, and this is a, that's a great thing about a live show. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth. So we're always multitasking as women, and we are guilty of that. We do it very well, but to practice and do it over and over and over again. And I think what you said in the book, as well as what's in front of me, what's in front of me, but you got to catch yourself first to be able to do that. You do. And it's one of those things that the more you do it, the easier it becomes, But if you're not aware of it, which is why I like to bring awareness to people, if you're not aware of it, then you live your whole life missing those moments. So just simply Mm -hmm. being aware and going, okay, what's in front of me and practicing that, it does get easier over time. But this is the last step in my five steps on the path to balance. And I think it might be the most important because even if you create the most perfect schedule in the world, if you're not present for it, you miss it. So Mm -hmm. I want to help you not just do the right things at the right time. I want you to recognize that they're right and be present for them and be proud of them because uh, that's going to be key to making all this work. And ladies, I really want you to get the book, Take Back Your Time, so you can see all the steps, all the progress. It's it's just so simple. It's so easy. And really, Christy, amazingly, I'm reading this book and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? that is <laughs> it is simple. I should just so do you're that. Right, you're so right. You know, I am 62. I'll admit it. What the heck? What's taking yeah. me so long to figure all this out? I could have used that when I was living at all the soccer games and running around with my kids and, you know, trying to be the best wife I can and working. And, you know, it's just hard to get everything uh, filled in. And so now this is what's so funny, Christy. Now that I've read your book and, I'm, and you know, we sold everything and we're in the RV. My husband's running around busy, busy because we're still trying to figure this life out. And and I I told him a couple of times be present. Are you in the present? Be present. And that was from your book. And he's looking at me like, what? Yeah. So would you share with us a little bit in your book, you talk about getting your family, your husband on board. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, if you're married, then you know all too well, it's not just your time. It's your family's time too. Because when you walked down the aisle, you decided to share your life with this person, which means sharing your time. And so what's so great is in each of the chapters, I give you challenges at the end and activities to do these are designed to be a discussion point with your spouse. And if you have kids that are old enough to talk about this kind of stuff with them as well. So for example, when you um, plan your priorities for this season, like, Hey, here are the top things I want to focus on in this season. You then ask your spouse, Hey, what's most important to you this season? Your, your older kids, Hey, what's most important to you this summer? Do you want to pay, play travel baseball? Or do you want to go to the pool with your friends? Or do you want to go to a camp? Or do you want to do nothing? And you begin to talk about this as a family, and then you can design your summer or your season or whatever in a way that reflects everyone's values and everyone feels seen and heard. Because see, 
what happens a lot of times, let's just use the, the travel baseball example. What happens is if we're not careful, because every other summer we played travel ball, we just sign back up to travel ball or travel ball. We never question it. We assume our son wants to play. They assume we want them to play. Everyone's assuming everyone, we have to do this. And then we run ourselves ragged all summer, going mm-hmm. all over to all these travel ball games and no one wanted to do it. So it's just so important to assess what's right right now, but communicate with your family to ask them and to speak into it. My husband and I did this in the spring and I said, hey, here's some things that are really important to me this spring. And he's like, okay, here's some things that are really important to me this spring. And we're trying to figure out how to how to make this work with both people's values represented. But if you don't design it intentionally, then you're just going to be left with whatever's coming at you. And that's where some of the guilt comes from because you're just reacting to everyone's demands of you or you and your spouse miss each other because he thought we were doing this this summer and you thought we were doing this this summer and so on. And so it really can be a powerful jumping off point for you to come together as a family to talk about what you want, your version of balance and what your priorities are together. Mm-hmm. And you talked about that in the book as well is what is balance? What does that look like? And it's not necessarily that everything is equal. Um, you know, you touched on it a little bit and I want to make sure that we talk about it. Um, you know, when you talk about your family, your kids, a lot of women, ladies, we put pressure on ourselves to make our kids go in, go in the sport and maybe you'll be a professional ball player or something. You know, that's not going to happen. The chances are really, really small that this is going to happen. But I had another friend, a dear friend, her name is Heather. She asked her kids exactly what you just said, Christy. She said, would you guys like to go up to the cabin for the summer? And they loved it. And they've been doing it the whole uh, the whole time with their kids. And the kids are now adults. And they look back. And they said that was the best thing we ever did, making new friends at the cabin. The prioritizing worked for everybody. So you don't have to have such a structured 24 hours all the time. Um, you talked about seasons. Could you share in a little bit more depth with our listeners? What do you mean by that? Well, I don't think we talk about this enough. I think that we tend to, to think of priorities as this set it and forget it thing. I'm going to set my priorities for my life and they're always going to be my priorities. And that's just not so. Uh, of course, we all have a set of priorities of like my family comes before my work. But these are our fixed priorities. And this would be if push comes to shove and all heck breaks loose, this is what matters most. Now, thankfully, we don't live in that world. We don't live in the world where all heck is breaking loose. So we need other sets of priorities that are more flexible, that are more current, relevant and specific and And that reflect the season that we're in. Because what matters to you when you're high school is different than what matters to you in your 20s is different than what matters to you when you get married. It's certainly different than what matters to you when you have a baby or start a new job or start a business or have a health crisis or are taking care of an ailing parent, whatever. And so when we don't consider the season that we're in, what we do is we just continue to pile on the pressure to do all the things that we did before that season changed, before that major life thing changed. And then we feel guilty when we can't Mm -hmm. and we're exhausted trying. And so I I encourage people, think about the season that you're in. Just just describe it. You can literally journal, write a few paragraphs. How would you describe the season? I'm in a season, I'll tell you, I'm in a season of little kids and little kids are exhausting. Baths and teeth and cutting 30 nails and putting them in car seats and brushing teeth, all the things. So with that in mind, I'm going to have less on my plate, somewhat less on my plate than I did before I had kids and and before they're teenagers and, and, you know, and so on. So it's going to reflect that season. But even in a year, the pressure I put on myself and the things I allow into my schedule and my plate are less right now than they were in the summer. 
Mm-hmm. Because in the summer, I had a lot of time. I wasn't launching a book. I was keeping a clean house. I was going to the lake. I was having fun with my kids. I was working out, hanging out with friends. I did all kinds of things. Well, when I move into book launch season, that is so time consuming because this season is what, it, this is what's right right now. And I choose this. Well, fewer things make it above the line. Fewer things make the cut. So things that might have been above the line in the summer, like time with friends, clean house and working out, now don't make the cut. But when I know that, when I know... I'm in a season of launching a book. Well, then I'm able to walk through my house and step over toys. And I don't look at this mess and go, I'm a failure. I look at that mess and go, oh, I'm in a season of launching a book. That's not right right now because what's right right now is launching a book. I'm in a book season. So I think women, um, we can really struggle to let go of things when our season changes. So the, the areas to look at your life to define or describe your season would be your kids, certainly their ages and their needs. Um, your marriage, how it's going, your work, a business, if you have a business and your health, those are going to be the areas that take up the most of your time. If you just got a health diagnosis or you're going through chemo, your version of what's right and your version of balance and what's right for you right now, it's very different than in another season. If you're taking care of a parent that's sick, if you have one of your kids that needs you, if you, you know, maybe your marriage is hanging on by a thread and you're going all in with counseling to restore your marriage, whatever that looks like. You've got to consider your season because your season will determine what matters to you and it should. And then you can set your, your, your priorities, which I call flexible priorities that are more reflective of your season and go, okay, in this season, here's what matters most. It doesn't mean it matters all the time. Mm -hmm. My my book, my book is not the most important thing all the time. It wasn't the most important thing in summer, but it is right now. And so I'm not a bad mom. Mm -hmm. It just reflects my season. What was most important in summer was having fun with my kids. What was most important was spring was getting my kids to swim. You just set these priorities. And then even within that, I encourage people to check in each week and check in each day and go, hey, what's right right now? Maybe that week reflects the season. Maybe it's slightly different. Maybe that day reflects the week. Maybe it's slightly different. And you're always asking yourself what's right right now. But your season will determine so much of that. And so you've got to consider your season when you think about what matters most. I love that. And you're always reflecting. You're always looking at yourself again and inwardly and saying, is this important? Is this a priority? Be present. Uh, Just some of these tips are just so fabulous. I absolutely love them. Um, You know, at the end of your book, uh, you just, I'm just going to touch on it a little bit as a teaser for our listeners. Uh, Take back your time is the name of the book. Christy Wright is the author, and we're so blessed to have her on with us today. Uh, and they can find it at christywright.com or ramseysolutions.com. Uh, it's going to be released, uh, did you say September? 14th. 14th. And so get on the sign. They can already sign up now for it pre-release. Yep. Isn't that accurate? Yep. So yep. I really do encourage you guys to do that. And at the very end of the book, uh, Christy talks about happiness. Um, can you reflect on that? Because Christians oftentimes are, well, I'm not going to be happy all the time. I've got, of course, the joy of the Lord in my heart, which is really important. But tell us what your thoughts are around happiness. Yeah, we're so funny because we feel guilty for wanting to feel happy, especially Christians. And we talk about joy as it's this like holier word. And it's like, well, choose joy, choose joy. Yes, that's true. But joy has to me always felt like this consolation prize when you can't just be downright happy. I was like, oh, I can't be happy. This season is terrible. I'm in a wilderness, but I'll choose joy. Well, yeah, or you can just want to be happy. And so what's interesting, and I learned this from Allie Worthington, but the words joy and happy were never distinguished as different until about 100 years ago. And so the original languages in scripture, when it talks about joy, it also talks about happiness. They mean the same thing. We 
in the last hundred years have called them something different. We have attributed um, meaning to joy as being holier than happy. And I think what we really want in our life is to be happy. And I think it's okay to want that. I think we have incredible examples from scripture of joy and happiness that it is okay. And of course, we know God does not promise us that we're going to be happy. God doesn't promise us we're going to get every single thing that we want. But I do think it's an okay thing to want. And if you can look at your life and you can say, these things make me happy. Therefore, I'm going to spend time on those things. I think that's a good thing. I think that's an okay thing to want. And I think God is pleased when you check in with your heart and what makes you come alive and then spend your time on those things. My favorite, one of my favorite verses is in the very front of the book on the title page. And it, and it actually is relevant to the first of the book all the way through the last. And that is Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If you're not sure what matters to you, or you're not sure what he has for you or what he's calling you to seek him and he'll show you. But then right around at the end as well, all and all throughout the entire thing, as you delight in him, you will find happiness as you delight in him. He will give you the desires of your heart and show you what those are. And then even fan that flame for you to pursue those things. And so I just, I love that reminder that, Hey, it's okay to want to be happy in your life. I agree. And amen to that a hundred percent. I ladies, those of you that are listening and you're like, I'm not happy. I'm not living the life I want to live. It's too crazy. Cray cray is what the word is I hear all the time. Um, I really want you to pick up this book. And you guys, I'm not just referring to the book because we have Christiane. I genuinely believe this is an awesome book. And so I really want you to pick it up, read it, take a couple minutes and read, uh, you know, a couple pages a day. It's going to just improve your life. And just imagine if you can get your whole family on board when they start to focus on life in Christ and the happiness that they have you're going to take back your life, friends. You're going to take it back. And I'm so glad and thankful that Christy Wright has come on our show. Again, Christy, tell our friends where they can find the book. Thank you. ChristyWright.com slash balance, or of course, Barnes Noble, Amazon, anywhere books are sold, it's available. Thank you again so much for having me, Shug. I love it. You're just so, and not only are you just adorable, you're just the best <laughs> for life. And then when you read the book, you can really see her personality coming through in the book, which I absolutely love. I write like I talk. Just a zest for life. And I do appreciate that. Um, you know, I like to ask, if I may, I just take a minute to ask you, how can we be praying for you? Well, thank you. Honestly, as tactical as this is, energy. I just find that um, this season of little kids, when you have work that takes a lot of energy, outward energy, and then you come home, they don't care you're tired. They still want their sippy cups, their snacks. They need help getting in pajamas and pull-ups and baths. And you're just, I mean, gosh, by the time we get those kids in bed at 7, 7.30, we go downstairs to clean the kitchen. We make peanut butter jelly for the next day. You're just like, oh, you're just so tired. So I just, any parents of little kids, I just want you to know, I'm in this with you. This is a season. I hear that one day they'll go to the bathroom and we'll never know about it. Praise the <laughs> Lord for that. So just pray for energy. And, you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because you know, you might have every best, best intention to take back your life, but if you're lacking the energy and you're not getting the sleep and you're not caring for yourself right. and you're not getting the exercise that you dearly need just as a refresher, but most importantly, to spend quiet time alone with the Lord, uh, you're going to be zapped. It's yeah. going to be exhausting. Uh, I, I'm just so thankful, Christy, that you came on. We can't wait until your book is released. I've already read it. Friends, 
You got to go get it. It's going to change your life. And to John, our producer, John, thank you so much for coming on and allowing me to film on the road <laughs> to take this. Uh, I haven't completely botched it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I think also, too, friends, what you need to know and remember is what God's word says. And you might be wondering, how do I prioritize my life? How do I get this together? James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Friends, if you don't know even where to begin to do this, turn to the Lord, ask him to come into your life, invite him into your days, and make sure that you spend some quality time with the Lord. Christy Wright, you're amazing. I'm just so impressed with all that you're able to do and that you know how to do it and prioritize. John, thank you for producing. And to all of you, Shudbury, over and out. Hey, ladies. This is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Shug Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.